I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Last week of the regular season, it's week 18. This is the Best Bets episode. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JustBaseball or code JustGridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100. We have an all-star lineup here. A lot of regulars, Crabs, Javon, Colby. We all have our three NFL Best Bets, plus our favorite player prop at the end of this episode. Just want to shout out. Not really shout out, just remember and send our prayers to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, things are looking good on that end. You know, I'm not trying to be a doctor. I'm not trying to speculate, but from Adam Schefter, from a lot of accounts close to the situation, say that things are improving. I assume in this episode, we're not going to be talking a lot about the Bengals and the Ravens game or the Bills and the Patriots game. Probably going to skip through those, focus on the other games because we aren't totally sure what's going to even happen to that Bills-Bengals game, might as well just skip past those, but DeMar Hamlin is still in our thoughts and prayers. But gentlemen, last week of the regular season, we'll do our regular thing, three NFL best bets, but first, Javon, how's your NFL season going? We'll go around the horn. It's been a grind. I remember listening to our episodes earlier in the year, and we were much more spry, much more excited. This, it's now we're just going back to the grind. I'm just excited for the playoffs. How are you? Yeah, I mean, doing a lot better. I think the couple weeks that I went on your show, I was, you know, dishing absolute cake. Those are probably the three or two of the three like worst NFL weeks that I had of the season, but it's been getting better. It's a tough week this week. And I guess the last couple weeks, because you got to kind of decide what teams are playing for what and who's even going to be playing in this lack of week game. So it's a little tough, but we got some bets we like and we'll get through it. I'm excited. We'll get through it. Crabs, I know you're in college basketball mode, but the NFL season's going really well for you. It is. We're firing at all cylinders, Pete. 60%, 99, 66, and 6 this season. Um, as always, guys, bet responsibly. But if you're not tailing my plays and hammering them, I don't know what the heck you're doing. These NFL plays smack. We we still got CBB that we're diving into, but good thing my brain is ginormous and has enough room for NFL. I we're love good. it. I'm 67 and 49, winning at a 58% rate, but that just shows how many more bets it. you've put out than me. not going to cut it? You have more, <laughs> almost as many losses as wins, but you have almost 100 wins on the season, so you're obviously rolling. Colby, your yeah. NFL season is going amazing. Crazy. Since we've joined Pickett, especially, man. We joined Pickett, I don't know, two and a half months ago, and I'm 48 and 43 lifetime, up 20 units, so... Uh, it's been a good, it's been a great ride. What are you taking? Like under underdog MLs? Or are you taking I have some been bigger unit plays on underdog MLs in NFL okay. this year? Cool. And which is interesting because underdogs in the NFL over the past eight or so weeks are on a downfall, but that was a lot at the beginning of the season. Colby, I remember you taking the Patriots as plus money, a lot of those, but right now underdogs in the NFL are not winning on the money line, but they're still covering. This is the year of the under. The year of the underdog especially spreads three to seven, and maybe we'll have some of those. I will go last in this episode. Um, we'll go around the horn. Again, three NFL best bets. Because there's four of us, we're not going to be going over here for two hours, but we will give you an hour full of NFL. Crabs, go to you, and then we'll, I'll talk about it with you, and then we'll keep moving around the horn. Crabs, your first pick of the weekend. Yeah, I think you're going to like this one. I like the Titans. This might be my favorite play of the weekend. And guys, this game is on Saturday. Remember, there are two games on Saturday. 
Okay. Um, no game on Thursday this week, which is weird, but that's okay. But make sure you know when these games are at. Okay. Be smart. Um, give me the Titans. Give me the Titans on the road, getting one of my favorite numbers to bet as a dog, plus six and a half. Nobody ever wants to bet that. Nobody ever wants to take that. Minus six and a half looks like a great number to bet, right? It's usually not. I love betting plus six and a half. No one's ever rushing to bet it. And I think the Titans just absolutely go off here. Um, they've been terrible. I know the Jags have been impeccable. The Jags have been getting slurped like no other. They deserve it. They're winners of four in a row. Uh, looking like they might sneak their way into the damn playoffs, which will be a, a nice little change of pace here. But this is too many points for Mike Vrabel. Plain and I simple, agree. low total. Should be a gross, low-scoring, hard-fought game um, that's going to be within a touchdown. Give me the Titans. Give me the points. Just going to fill in the gaps of what you said because the Titans are also my favorite pick on Saturday. They're not my favorite pick in the NFL this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I, my first pick is definitely the Titans plus six and a half. The line has moved down to six. I would still take it at six. I think this game should be more around the three and a half to four and a half type of range. I think this line is inflated because we have a backup quarterback in Joshua Dobbs who was moving the ball at least better than Malik Willis. Maybe not to the level of Ryan Tannehill, but to your point, Krabs, the Jags have been on a roll. The Jags are at home where they have been better as well, but... Mike Vrabel as a dog of three and a half or more, 21 and nine, one of the best head coaches at that at this level of spread, at this level of an underdog. The Titans are getting healthy at the right time. Jeffrey Simmons should be back. The defense is looking ready to go. And this game is to decide the division. That's the that's the point. We are going to get the Super Bowl from both sides of these teams to try and win the division. Six and a half, six points, too many points. So I'll be on the Titans. Colby, we'll go to you. What's your first pick? Yeah, my first pick is well, I'll give out I'll give out uh the Saturday pick. I'm going Chiefs Raiders under 52 and a half. And this one is weird. Um, because this total has crept up. It opened at 50. It's crept up to 52. Now it's at 52 and a half. There's a ton of money on this over. It's Chiefs Raiders, right? The last time they played it was 30 to 29. Uh, the Chiefs have been scoring a ton of points, but they've also been giving up a lot of points. Honestly, to me, this number could potentially be higher. Um, it's at 52 and a half right now. I I just can't see Jarrett Stidham putting up 35 points again. I just really can't see it. And I said last week, I said the reason that Stidham could fare well against the Niners is because they don't get a ton of pressure. Um, the Raiders line is good and the Niners don't get a ton of pressure. And that's what happened. He had a clean pocket the whole game. I think the chiefs can get to sit him a bit more in this one. Um, and I'm just going to pray that Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up 40 points, but I see this one ending like 27 to 17. Yeah. This is a divisional game late in the season. Those trends favor the under. It's a lot of points. What I will say is last game, they did play 30 to 29, Maybe these defenses figure each other out a little bit. What I will say is that the Raiders defense is just not good. But with a week of film on Jared Stidham, could the Chiefs somehow figure him out a little bit? Could they contain him? Um, and I just think it's hilarious right now, Javon, that I'm saying containing Jared Stidham. And I know that you're going to have a prop later in this episode. Um, so we'll move on your first pick of the weekend. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks falcons under 40 and a half, which... It's tough to bet on this game because it's a lot speculative of what the Bucs are going to do with their starters. It seems like the plan is because Todd Bowles 
has said that they're going to go Blaine Gabbard, obviously, at some point, and then he's likely that Kyle Trask also sees the field. So that tells me that Brady's probably not going to last the full first half that he's kind of used to doing in these situations in England um, or New England. But going back to that as well, you look at the spread on this game, the Falcons, we talked about it before, they're minus four, minus four and a half, depending on when you look, opened up, I guess, at this point and then got up to a touchdown at some point. Now it's back down to four and a half. So regardless of what you think about this game through four quarters, I think the Bucs come out, they you know score a couple points in the beginning of the game. Then it's really up to Desmond Ritter in the offense because I look at how this game played out the first time. Um, which how did the Falcons even have a any semblance of moving the ball? It was with Marcus Mariota with his legs. He went seven carries for 61 yards. Other than that, they really had no offense against this Bucks defense. And no matter whether they're resting starters on offense, there's a lot fewer guys to go and a lot more talented guys to go through on defense. So I have no problem. I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to move the ball too much on this Bucks defense, maybe a little, little more towards the end, which could carry them to winning this game outright. But I, I just don't see too many points coming out of this game with, you know, a couple Brady drives and then Gabbard and Trask and this offense is going to be resting guys and the Falcons offense that is just so bad, no matter who you throw out there. So I'm going with that under. I do like the under. I also, I have a weird feeling. Um, Brady, to your point, we will probably see Trask. We'll see Gabbard and we'll see just, I mean, bad quarterback play from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Throughout Tom Brady's career, he always plays the first half or at least the first quarter in these type of games. I was thinking at looking at the Bucs through the first half, probably through the first quarter even as a bet. As a Bucs fan, like what do you think? I Obviously, you saw Tom Brady last year play with the Bucs. We were deliberating about it in our group chat kind of pre-record, and I just don't know if I have the stones to actually do it because I don't truly know how long he's going to play. But I do have a feeling that he's just going to tell his head coach, hey, keep me out there for a half. We need to get some momentum going into the playoffs because the Bucs have been terrible up until last week, and then they won that game. If they develop no momentum, I know it's Tom Brady, I know it's the playoffs, and I know he knows what to do, but don't you think there's going to be something inside Tom Brady's heads that we need to continue this winning momentum to, once we get in the playoffs? Absolutely. I just think for me, which is kind of – leaning into why I'm taking the under, I think the Falcons offense is not going to do anything early in the game. So they can take, you know, two drives, maybe they go up 10, 14, zero, and they're done because I think the coaching perspective of it, obviously you're probably not going to, it's not going to be easy to say no to Tom Brady, but we do have a third string left tackle protecting Tom Brady's blind side. So if we get a couple sacks early in the game, which the Falcons did really well pressuring them the first time around, I'd be really scared for Tom Brady and I know the coaching staff will be too. So I don't know how long they're going to let him be in that game, but I do think for them to get something going, I don't know if it's going to take too long. So the Bucks first half and first quarter is not one of my official plays yet, but make sure you download the Pickett sports app. It is in the episode description. The link is in there. It is completely free. You can follow all of us, see all of the picks because again, these are our three best bets, but we might have more plays knowing crabs. He's going to have about 10. So make <laughs> sure you download the Pickett sports app. Like I said, completely free and set our alerts on. So you get an alert as soon as we place a bet. Cause it could be Sunday morning. If we get more information, Again, we're recording this on Thursday. A lot more information could come out in terms of backup quarterbacks, in terms of resting guys. This is week 18. It's a tough slate to navigate, but we're doing our best here. And my second pick, because my first pick is the Titans plus the six and a half or plus the six. Don't really care. Again, we'll give it out plus six just for the nature of the game. Um, I'm going to go over 41 and a half in Panthers versus Saints. 
Um, this is an interesting game because I found a trend, and this is courtesy of Wager Talk, that in the last four seasons, teams who are both eliminated from playoff contention, if they are playing each other, the over is hitting at a 62.5%, 20 and 12 in 32 games. So I start there and I look at, all right, we have two of those instances. We have Texans versus Colts. And if you're betting on that game, call the number. And then we have Saints versus Panthers. And I thought to myself, well, the Saints, they just haven't been able to really score points. And overall, the Panthers, they've had a really good defense. But we just saw what the Bucs did to them without J.C. Horn, who is the best defender on their team. But he is now out for the year. He's on injured reserve. He's not going to play in this game. So I look at it, and I think, well, how are both teams going to score points? Well, first, in New Orleans... The Saints have been a big under team. They're five and 10 towards the under. But at home, the Saints actually aren't that bad towards the over. They're three and four, but there are two and six towards the under on the road. Now, when we look at the Carolina Panthers, they're actually four and three towards the over on the road where they're four and five towards the under. The first time these two teams played, it was 22 to 14 in favor of the Panthers. Now, the Saints are favored. I think at home, indoors, where it's going to be fast. And that trend makes sense, right? Because you have two defenses who aren't going to come up and show out to play, especially because the Saints, one of the Saints' best corners, he's also out. He grades similarly on PFF to Houston's quarterback, Derek Stingley, which who's a pretty damn good player. So these two defenses, I don't think are going to show up. I think Sam Darnold with that rush, rushing attack can put up some points. And I think the Saints are actually going to score enough we saw against the Eagles, they put up 20 points. Now one was on a pick six. It wasn't totally on the offense, but Andy Dalton at home, he has a 106 passer rating, 11 touchdowns to two interceptions. Um, On the road, he has a six touchdown to seven interception ratio. He's got an 86 rating. This line open at 39 and a half and is now moving up. It is 42 in some places, 42 and a half in some places with a lot of split money. So I love the over. X's and O's, I have trends, I have angles, I have motivation. Love this over. Javon, I see you smiling from ear to ear. You either hate it or you love it, and I'm not sure which. No, I love it. That's my second play. Absolutely in love with it. So I mean, it's at that number of 42 initially from the move, and it's like, why is this this high? And talking about, like you said it perfectly, some of the X's and O's things of it too, something that I noticed last week after the, you know, the Bucks started coming back, and I don't know if the Panthers lost hope or just gave up or whatever. A lot more man coverage with no help over the top, which if we're talking about situations this season where Andy Dalton's been good, I know Olave has been, you know, a big part of that, but you look at like the Cardinals game and a couple different other situations, it's in those exact scenarios. So I I don't want to say they've given up and that's the only reason why we're taking the over, but there's no reason. I don't think this total should be this high. There's not much like the Panthers don't have to lean as much on the ground game, the true clock, obviously. I think the Saints can do a lot of different things schematically on offense, so I think we're going to see some fireworks. Might be a terrible game, but we're sure as hell going to get some points. I just want points, Krabs. I just want points. And and to this credit, look how we're going around the horn. You were worried a little bit about time. Look at where we're at right now. I'm already through two picks. Javon's already through two picks. So let me hear your thoughts on this over. Yeah, let's keep moving. Let's keep grooving. I like the over. Sam uh, Darnold's playing for a contract. That's my only, only add-in. We love that. We love that. All right, Krabs. Next pick. Sure. Uh, give me the Jets to play spoiler against the Dolphins and Mike Glennon. Wow. <laughs> Keep it simple. Boom. Come Love on. It. 
you got to break it down a little bit more. Tell us why I mean, you like the New York Jets, <clears throat> who just lost and looked like trash to the Seattle Seahawks. And while I'm saying that, that probably makes you like it even more. Well, yeah, but also let's not act like the Dolphins have been absolutely atrocious. And Mike McDaniel um, is going to be getting questioned heavily from the organization come the end of the season here. Um, yeah, they've had a lot of injury and concussion shit going on, but not an excuse to lose you know this many games in a row with this good of a team. Uh, the Jets are going to have, obviously, our guy, Mike White. Um, he should be going here. Is it confirmed or is it Flacco? I think it's Mike White. I'm 99.999% sure it's White. Mike White. And Mike White also going to be playing for a job next year somewhere, somehow, whether it's on this team or another one, probably this team. Uh, but he's going to be giving maximum effort. And Mike Lennon starting for the Dolphins. And I don't know why the heck a team that was just eliminated from the playoffs is a favorite on the road at a tough place to play down there in Miami um, when Miami's still in contention. Don't understand it. I know the Jets have been sharp all year, and they don't come through all the time, but they're coming through this weekend for the boys. Javon, it's your partner on BTL. Behind the lines, you have to watch that every single day or every Monday through Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Sure. Javon, your partner likes the New York Jets. Do you like the New York Jets? I do. And I'm a person who's been burned by them a couple weeks, including last week. I went to them yeah. and that was absolutely miserable. But as did I. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I do think this is their spot to play spoiler. And I don't think it's nearly as gross. I think there's not many people willing to go back to the Jets, especially kind of the Mike White hype has died down a little bit after we were all expecting a legacy game from last week. And this <laughs> is a, a Dolphins team, whether it's Glennon, whether it's Thompson, who the hell knows? They're just they're dead in the water. I think there's no amount of coaching adjustments from McDaniel that can do anything to save this team. So this line I'm with it. All right, we'll move on. I mean, the jets, the jets passing offense here should absolutely grub. They right. Should. As, as soon as everyone kind of figured out, you just got to pass the ball over the middle against this Miami defense. And I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in, in, uh, in X in Xavion Howard. I, I don't know if he's been hurt all year. I don't know if he's past his prime, um, but I've got a buddy, one of my best friends, a Dolphins fan, and and he's been gassing up this guy for for years, and he's been the best corner in, in football for years. Most picks in football uh, for the last couple of years. He's ghost mode this year. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what's going on with that defense. Uh, they got some work to do this offseason. One they of do. the most disappointing players in football, I think, is Xavier Howard uh, yeah. there for the Miami Dolphins. So Krabs is on the Jets. Colby, your next pick. Yeah, I, I'm just going to warn everybody. I'm not on any sides this week. It's all totals for me. Um, Don't I'm hate stepping that over. It's a tough week. I'm stepping over to Crabs Boys, Cowboys Commanders over 41. Oh. And this one for me screams over, and I guess it screams over for everybody else because all of the money has poured in on this over. It opened at 39 and a half. It's crept up to 40 and a half. I got it at 41 at minus 105. You could definitely get it at 40 and a half. I feel confident enough where I just grabbed the minus 105. I like it. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting game. You have Sam Howell's debut. This is basically his tryout for a starting job next year. I don't know how you feel about that, Krabs, but Taylor Heineke might be out. Might be out. Um, but all I can say about Sam Howell, is that he's better than Carson Wentz. And I think that's all the commanders are going to need in this one because the Cowboys, you have to remember, are still playing for something. They're playing for a number one seed. If the Eagles lose, maybe some other things have to happen. I don't know. Um, but the Cowboys, if they win this game, have a chance for that number one seed. So the last matchup between these two teams was Cooper Rush versus Carson Wentz. I like the over with 
Dak Prescott at quarterback. They've averaged 35 points per game on offense with Dak Prescott at quarterback. And again, all Sam Howell has to do is score 14, 17 points. This one ends 30 to 17 and and it soars over. So really, really like this pick. Uh, A lot of other people do too, but I'm taking it. So I'm going to talk about the commanders in a bit um, because I have a pick in that game as well, but I don't want to get too far into it. I more want to hear Krabs talk about his commanders, how this season has went, and what do you think about Sam Howell? Do you want to give your pick on the game first, and then I can just kind of go over what I think about it, or what do you want to do? Sure. I'll I'll talk about my pick right now. So I like the commanders plus the seven um, against the Dallas Cowboys. And I understand what Colby was saying about averaging 35 points per game. Um, I do get that. Um, But this is a very particular spot where – we'll see if the Cowboys want to put up 35 points. And the reason I say that is the only chance that they have at the division and the only reason that this game would matter to them is if the Giants are able to beat the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is back, and the Eagles are 14-point favorites at home, and you can't find a better home team this season than the Philadelphia Eagles. I fully expect the Eagles to win that game. I'm not betting on the 14, but I expect the Eagles to win that game. And even if they don't, I think that commanders have a shot here. We saw it with Jared Stidham against the best defense in the NFL of the San Francisco 49ers. These quarterbacks who there's no film on them. Sometimes they can make a difference. Now you'd say, well, what about Desmond Ritter with the Falcons? And yes, that's, that's why this is gambling. We don't know what we're going to see from Sam Howell, but we also neither do the Cowboys and the Cowboys, I think are looking more towards their bucks matchup facing Tom Brady, rather than worrying about the commanders that have been in the news because Ron Rivera has been getting crushed. 83% of bets, 78% of the money is all over the Cowboys. And this line, once Sam Howell was announced, went up to seven and a half, back down to seven, which I feel is a very interesting line movement. The And if the Cowboys, uh, of course they're going to pass, but if they start resting starters in the second half, the commanders can limit the run. That's what the commanders are good at. That's one of their only good qualities is that they can stop the run in this matchup. Now, they're not one of football's best, but I would say that's probably the best part of their defense is stopping the run. I think the commanders can move the ball enough to have this game stay within a touchdown. They're at home. They want to play spoiler to the Cowboys. This is a divisional game. I think this is going to be closer, especially in the second half. Don't get worried if the Cowboys are up 21 to seven at half, because this game could end up being a lot closer if they rest Dak Prescott in the second half. But again, even if they don't, I still think Cowboys on the road going into Washington were in the division. They want to play spoiler. I still think this could be within seven, but I love, love, love it. If the Cowboys look up at the scoreboard and see the Eagles up 21 to zero at half and they think to themselves, all right, let's put Prescott back. Let's put CD lamb back. No need to get injured as we go into the playoffs. And you know that Jerry Jones only cares about the playoffs. So crabs. I'm curious. Colby's on the over. I'm on the commanders. Your thoughts. I lean both those plays. I hate everything in this game. I hate how everyone's acting like Sam Howell is Patrick Mahomes. I don't understand it personally. Um, As a fan of this team, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I watched this kid play every snap in the preseason because I was very excited we drafted him and I wanted to see what we got. And he doesn't know how to throw the football, really. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why everyone's acting like he's going to be good. I mean, he looked atrocious passing the football in the preseason. Hey, it's been a couple months, right? He's had a couple more months to get his feet under him and and practice with the team. And he's got to be better now. 
I'm not even being sarcastic. He has to be. Couldn't have been worse than that, than what I saw out of him passing at times in the preseason. Um, I personally would never take an over in an NFC East game really ever, but I like that it's going up. I like that our defense has sucked ass the last couple of weeks. And yes, uh, Pete, our rush defense was good, but I wouldn't say anything our team is doing right now is good at all. I think we're dead. We're dead. Um, Sam Howell did say he's been working hard too. Yeah, he did say that, which I fucking hope so. Um, as you know, a player getting paid millions of dollars, a guy who just got, just got drafted. I'd hope I'd hope so. He also said it's the biggest game for him and everyone else on the team this week. Uh, and I was like, that's a weird comment. This game means nothing. But hey, that's the mentality you got to have if you want to go out there and win, right? So you know you're going to get effort from him. The problem is he might suck. That's the issue here. So you gentlemen better pray that Micah Parsons and co. do not play in this game or don't play a lot. Because if they do, the way our offensive line has looked, Sam Howell might get hurt. I'm okay. worried. But with that Michael Parsons comment, he was out there wearing a club. Do you think that he's going to play the full game? Leighton Vander Esch is a guy who's questionable. You know, they have a lot of guys who are questionable. I don't think that they are going to push it, especially if the Eagles are up. And what if I told you that Jared Stidham was going to throw for 365 yards? You'd probably say, well, I watched him in the preseason and he sucked balls. That's very likely. So we never know what we're going to get. The Cowboys don't know what they're going to get. And my last question to you before we move on to Javon's pick, do you think we'll see Taylor Heineke in this game? No, I don't. I think this is this is Sam Howell's game. So it was initially supposed to be Heineke, which makes no sense. It just goes to show you that Ron Rivera is literally Ronald McDonald. Um, it was initially going to be Heineke for zero reason. He's literally a free agent next year. Don't know why you wouldn't start Sam Howell. And then apparently he talked with Heineke, and Heineke was like, dude, like, e- even I know that you should be starting Sam Howell. Like, give the kid a chance. This makes no sense. So that's what they ended up doing. It, the, it came from Heineke. Because he's the goat. He's a beast. He's the one that said they should start him. And then Ron slept on it and made the move. Ron Rivera, you are the worst. You are the worst. You're almost as bad as Dan Schneider. The worst. All right, let's move on. on. All right, Commanders plus the seven. Love it. Javon, any last thoughts on that one before we move on to your last pick? Yeah, I mean, just just close your eyes and pray. Let's see how all is competent. That's all I got to say about that. Let's do it. I'm in. (laughs) Even if he's not, I think they can keep it close. Love this mm-hmm. game. Javon, last pick. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call the numbers. I'm taking Colts ML today. <laughs> Dude, I, you're kidding. <laughs> I want to be on the right side of the tank off because the Texans are actually in jeopardy after that that win they had what was it two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. They're actually in jeopardy of losing that first pick, I believe. And the Bears okay. were their their opposition for that. What do they do <laughs> when they uh they need to lose a game and get a game up on the Texans? They start Nathan Peterman this week against the Vikings, which it's not to say the Vikings defense is really a challenge for many people, but I think of a defensive fifth graders could be for Nathan Peterman. So might as well be me out there. Yeah. And you you can't forget too, for the Texans here, they have Lovey Smith at the helm who very famously have been seeing this everywhere this week, which is hundred percent true. He led the charge for my bucks to tank for Jameis. And he's very, very good at it. And I don't think this organization is going to let him do anything different. So it's not really an X's Mm -hmm. and O's pick. But I think Sam Ellinger in this game is going to be very, very ugly. It's going to be probably a game that Chase McLaughlin is going to have to win with his leg. It's going to be a field goal fest for both teams. But taking the Colts, because I just do not think that literally do not think the front office of the Texans is going to let them win this game. And I, I like how, um, yeah, this, 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 uh, this podcast is certainly called Not Gambling Advice. And I like how you're saying I'm taking it, not like here's my pitch and why you should take it. You're just like, I'm going to take it. 
Because I don't think you could convince anyone to take the Colts. But at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. I like it, actually. I I like like it. it. I mean, I think it makes sense here because are the Texans going to win, jeopardize that pick? Bears might sneak and get that number one overall pick. I'm just curious. What do you think the Texans need? They need the quarterback. Are they going Bryce Young? The CJ yeah, Stroud? Yeah, Bryce Young. And obviously, the Bears don't need Bryce Young, but I can guarantee you the Bears would be very, very willing to deal that pick to a team like, I don't know, the Colts, you know, who are looking for that quarterback spot or anybody who could trade up and get it. So it's a valuable asset. And I don't think after the season the Texans have had with the tumultuous roster and coaching staff or whatever, they're they're willing to jeopardize that at all. I think the Colts have a rule, though, where you have to be at least 40 years old and qualify for AARP for them to bring you in as a QB. Yeah, Derek Carr's, Derek Carr's roster is already typed up. Or his contract yeah. typed up. Jeez, yeah. This offseason is going to be wild. The playoffs are going to be wild. So those are our three picks. Hey, I whoa. Am... Oh, you got another pick, Colby. Go ahead. We're, we're bouncing around here. We got a lot of back and forth. Wow. Pete thinks he owns the place, Colby. It's tough. Wow. That's crazy. Tough out here, man. Wow. Give Those us your last pick, Colby. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know if you want it. I want it. <laughs> well going going along with what uh we were just talking about with the tank off i'm going vikings bears under 43 mm-hmm. vikings can can get a better seed with a win uh the bears can get that number one overall pick if they lose and houston wins so it's nathan peterman i don't know the vikings can't score either so i, I don't know i just this is just one of those gross games where it's just an under it, it is it is it might just be uh, my only issue is, um, you know, the Vikings, their defense is bottom five by DVOA in the NFL. Did you like, know that Nathan Peterman has never scored more than 13 points in a start? There you go. There you go. That's that's what I needed to hear. Because the only oh, thing you got to worry about is he might score seven or 14 for the other team. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Well, I'm taking Nathan Peterman under an interception. It's no, free. I'm kidding. That's a, that's a joke. That's a joke. I wonder what the line is on that. <laughs> Well, let's talk props. So we all have our three. We all have our three. We all have our three picks. Um, I am Krabs and I are on the Titans, uh, plus the six. Javon and I are on the over forty-one and a half in Panthers versus Saints. I'm on the Commanders plus the seven. Colby is on that under. Uh, Krabs, Colby, remind me of your last couple of picks. Yeah, I don't think I gave a third pick. I'm just skipping around. Go ahead, Krabs. I don't think I had time. And I'll Go keep ahead. it. I'll keep it quick. It's tough out here, Colby. Hey, we'll start our own pod. It's okay. Um, I think Peter's in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's got a hot date tonight. He does. He told me. Um. All right. I'm gonna go with one of the grossest plays on the card. I mean, there's a lot of gross ones this week. Doesn't mean anything. I'm gonna go with the Rams plus six on Sunday. For some reason, the Rams haven't packed up shop yet. I don't know if it's because Sean McVay is just built different and doesn't know how to tank or won't tank. But Baker Mayfield and Co have been showing efforts, and I think they keep this one close. I think they keep it within six points um, against Seattle, who is dead. And look, I know Seattle could still be getting in, right? Um, They had a huge win last week against the Jets. But I think the Rams try to play spoiler here against Pete Carroll, and I think they try to get it done. And I think they keep it at least within a touchdown. Wouldn't be shocked to see the Rams win this game outright. I think Seattle is fraudulent. This is almost more of a fade on them. I didn't want to be biased and give out the Rams plus the six, but I love the Rams plus the six for a couple of reasons. First, you have those trends where it's a team who needs a win versus a team who doesn't need a win. And the team that doesn't really care, those trends are 60% plus towards that underdog. Um, Not only that, I've came on this pod and 
one of my Rams bets this season was against these Seahawks where the line was around six, six and a half. The Rams were at home though. And the Rams lost by four. Um, so that spread hit, but the Seattle won that game. You also have um, these in-division games where, first of all, Sean McVay has owned Pete Carroll, um, even with bad teams. Um, the Rams have been historically really good against the Seahawks. Plus, you have a division game late in the season with an underdog at this size. My only worry is that this line almost seems reasonable to me because the Rams at home were six and a half point underdogs. Now Seattle with their home field advantage is six, six and a half point favorites. So the line kind of makes sense to me. This could be a 27 to 20 type game. Um, but I agree with you. I, I pitched the Jets against the Seahawks because there were obvious holes in Geno Smith's games and defenses were getting all over them. But if you watch that Seahawks Jets game, Kenneth Walker broke off that early run. Mike White just couldn't move the ball. So even if they held Geno to seven points, the Jets put up six. So you just, you, what are you going to do if the Jets can't score? But the Rams are going to be able to score, especially because Cam Akers can run the ball effectively on this Seahawks team. So now that we are done with our picks, right? Can I get into my favorite props? Are we good? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. A couple of my props are in this Rams game. First, I'm going to start with the tight end, but his props aren't even up yet because he has a bonus to look forward to, and that is Tyler Higby his over yards against the Seahawks team, who is not very good against the tight end. My only issue is as we sit here today, I don't know the yards. Like I don't know how many yards he's going to put up. I assume it's going to be in the high twenties to 30 range. And I will be over that. I'm excited to see what prize picks put out, but that is definitely my favorite prop of the week. I'm also looking at cam Akers over 68 and a half rushing yards against the Seattle Seahawks team, because they are not very good against the run bam Knight, If you watch the game, and I know you guys did because you guys were on the Jets. Like, there were holes that he just wasn't going through. Cam Akers is a better running back. He's over 100 yards in his past two games. He should be able to actually hit those holes that the Seahawks were giving Bam Knight and the Jets that they just couldn't go through. It was one of the worst games by an offense I've ever seen, really. <laughs> I mean, it just holes and missed passes and terribleness. But in this game, I feel like Cam Akers can go over that 68 and a half again just waiting on the Higby because the Higby prop is my favorite. Uh, Javon, I want to start with you, the milkman favorite props of the weekend. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jared Stidham. Um, I would really prefer his attempts to be up. I assume those are going to be somewhere in the 30, 31 range, similar to last week, which I took. Um, but I like his yards too. And it's, I, I really hate kind of backing him after the performance we saw last week against the Niners defense, which is fantastic. He went off. I don't think it's going to be replicated, but I think the volume is going to be there more importantly because we have the Chiefs, which I think they're going to get out to a fast start in this game. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot probably because there's a bonus on the other side, not a bonus, but a record on the other side that is very public and everybody's talking about. Mahomes needs like 400-something yards, so I don't think he's going to get there, but I think they're going to throw at least a lot in the beginning of the game to get there. I think they jump out to an early lead, I think. There's a lot of questions around Josh Jacobs for the Raiders side. So I don't think they're going to be particularly focused on running the ball, whether it's with him kind of hurt as he is or Brandon Bolden or whatever it may be. I think they're just going to let Stidham fly. And I see his attempts are probably going to be around that 31-30 number. His yards are at 225 and a half. I think with the Chiefs, because they, they have to win this game, assumingly to secure, you know, the the one seed. Um 
and they play on Saturday. So they don't have the luxury of being able to adjust kind of mid game or anything. So I think once they get out to this lead, they're going to let everything just fly in front of them. And I don't think that they're going to be able to contain them in the short. Maybe they keep them out of the end zone, whatever, but it's going to be a lot of underneath for Jarrett Sidham to just get garbage yards throughout the game. And I think there's going to be plenty of volume for him to do that. So I'm going to take his overs to this week. So yeah, let's say um, the pass attempts never come up and it's just 225 yards. It's where it's at right now in prospects. You going with that one? That's fine because that leads more into kind of the coverages that I'm expecting to see just, you know, quarter safe cloud coverage, leave everything in front of them because they're trying to not lose this game pretty much. We'll get plenty of that. Love it. Colby, favorite prop? Yeah, I got uh, Mike White more than 250 and a half pass yards. Um, This isn't a vow of confidence in Mike White and his abilities to win a football game. Um, I just simply think that he can go over this no matter how well he plays. Um, He had 57 pass attempts against Minnesota. Then he had 44 against Buffalo and 46 pass attempts last week against the Seahawks. He did go under this last week against the Seahawks. He put up 240 yards, but that was on a 50% completion rate. If he can get that completion rate up to 55% and he's throwing the ball 45 to 50 times, he should easily go over this 250 and a half. Um, I also like this because no matter how the game goes, I'm guessing this is going to be somewhat close, but if it's a blowout, you hope that he's got there already. Um, So I really like this one. Yeah, it's hard not to like that, especially against this battered, beaten down Dolphins secondary that Krabs was talking about. So Jared Stidham over yards and Mike White over yards, and we're looking at Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, some of the best players in the NFL currently, Krabs. Tell me you have a really good player because you're always betting on Justin Jefferson over yards, aren't you? Yeah, this is weird, though. I have a square prop. Wow. I have a square prop, or I have a square square. Um, I'm going to be taking Derrick Henry ATTS on prize picks. Don't care. I'm taking it. It's square. Don't give a shit. Uh, it's gonna hit, Javon. You don't like that, or do you? I I, I was just more shocked. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the squarest thing I've ever heard come out of his mouth. I, I mean, look at that too, because they they loaded it up kind of late. These are kind of the lowest odds I've seen for it in a long time. I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean he's a pick 'em on the books to score. I mean the total's low. There's not gonna be that many points, right? And they're playing up against a you know a little bit above average rush defense, but. It's Derrick Henry coming off a week's rest. He's got to be a fucking menace, and they're going to hand him the ball 700 million times, and he's going to get in the end zone. That's what's going to happen. See, um, I t- I totally agree with you. My issue is with that same exact logic, I went Justin Jefferson over a touchdown against the Packers, and the Vikings scored with – who was their backup quarter? Mullins? It wasn't to Jefferson. Um, but I had that same logic. It felt like it was just easy to me. And Krabs, Krabs bets. If I know Krabs, he's going with Derrick Henry <laughs> over Derrick Henry hey, touchdowns. Square plays hit sometimes. Public's got to eat too. They got to feed their fan. And this is probably one of the plays that'll hit. I love it. Saturday I hope nights. the Titans. I hope the Titans can score because if they're going to score, it's probably going to be on the backs of Henry unless the backup running back for some reason comes in at, at the uh, one yard God, line. Man, and I swear to God <laughs> might happen, but we'll see Colby. Anything else? Yeah. I, uh, 
you know me, I'm always checking out these inter- uh, interception props. There's no Nathan Peterman prop out there, which is upsetting. Yes. It's probably, it would probably be plus 175 or something, but uh, Josh Dobbs is on the board at plus 115 on the under. I, I hate it. Honestly, I'm not going to take it, but <laughs> it, it's just like, I'll be rooting for it without any financial stake in it. <laughs> Love it guys. Well, thank you all for joining uh, the last episode of not gambling advice, at least for the regular season. Of course, we're going to have you taken care of for the NFL playoffs prayers up for DeMar Hamlin. Everything is hopefully looking good for him. I will be thinking about him this week and uh, for the rest of the NFL season and beyond. Hopefully he's okay. Um, again, use code just gridiron or code just baseball. When you download prize picks in order to get a full 100% deposit match, Definitely download the Pickett Sports app. It is in the episode description. It is free to download. You can track all of our plays. Crabs, Javon, thank you guys for coming on. Is there anything that you guys want to plug before we say goodbye? Take command. Left hand up. Commanders. Anything else? BTL. (laughs) Anything. Come check us out on uh, Book It Sports Twitch. BTL behind the lines Monday through Friday, 1230 to 2 Eastern time. We'll be talking more of this. And side note, Chase McLaughlin over one and a half field goals when that comes out. Perfect. Uncle Phil bonus pick. Sure. Yeah. Uncle Phil bonus Love pick. It. So, and you'll find their Twitters in the episode description, but we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice. 